Today we're going to be talking about our concert experiences, the artists we've seen, the best we've been to, plus a couple of fun stories. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son podcast, and today we're going to be talking about our concert experiences. Now, we have different generational perspectives on these because my dad is pretty much an 80s and early 90s pop fan, I would say. 80s. Yeah, So, and I have um, a little bit more of an appreciation for the heavier or more rock-oriented concerts as well. And uh, I believe some electronic dance music. Do you listen to electronic dance music? What is electronic dance music? Uh, it's got bass drops. And, I don't oh, even know you should how to see him dancing it. here. Uh, people, it's like beep boop music. That's how you'd think of it. You know, it's just like a lot of crazy sounds. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about some uh, interesting stories, uh, and we want to talk about our favorite concerts that we've ever been to alongside all the ones we've attended. Now, we're not those people who have been to 40 or 50 concerts. Not but at all. we are very selective with the ones we go to, and sometimes some are better than others. But I want you to start with uh, the artists that you've been to because you mentioned quite a few interesting ones. Do you want me to name all of them? Well, uh, it's not that many, that's for sure. Well, and, and let's keep in mind, too, the irony I think we're going to discover here is that I've had a lot more time mm-hmm. to go to concerts because I've been around longer, but you've probably been to more concerts. I mean, to an extent, at, a, at some point, don't most people sort of limit their concert-going experiences as, you know, uh, family and work Maybe. really takes yeah. over. And then I think it, you lives. become empty nesters, and then um, people will go to concerts the nostalgia kinds of things, like the Little River Band cover band. Yeah, exactly. Like the reunion shows, right? Right. Okay. So you have, starting off, uh, basically, uh, you mentioned one or two artists to me before uh, we discussed this, uh, but they're legends that you can't see anymore. So who, who were they? Okay. Uh, well, my first concert that I recall, I wouldn't necessarily call them a legend. Uh, the reason you can't see them anymore is because they're no longer living. Um <laughs> Wait for it. It was a triple bill. Okay. Wham. Wham. Level 32. Level 32. And Katrina and the Waves. I only recognize Wham. It was at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. Okay. So was it, what was the atmosphere there? Was it kind of a real stadium, like pop rock sort of thing? Was it low energy? Was it really high energy? It was a lot of waiting. I remember that. It was my first concert, as I said, and we were on the field. Um... So maybe we weren't in Veterans Stadium. We were in Philadelphia, but I'm not sure exactly the venue. But mm-hmm. I can tell you it was a lot of waiting um, for the first act. And I believe that was Katrina in the Waves. Because you know how these things go. I mean, more often than not, at least back then, it was the opening act was the lesser known act. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had one or two hit songs. Yeah. And then it built. And the next act, if there was a second act of three acts, mm-hmm. was a little more popular. And then the main act was, you know, the... The main show. Hey, more for your money, right? Yeah, I mean it was a it was a fun experience. You know, we went over the bridge into from South Jersey into Philly, and mm-hmm. uh, with a couple a couple friends of mine and I, and and you know it was just sort of a a new experience. And so, yeah, I I have a story about that. But you want to hear it now? Yeah, I'll okay. hear it. So it's my first concert experience. I was probably sixteen or so. Okay. And um, there was a lot of um, shall we say recreational um, activity. 
going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, drug use. Let's be, I'll be clear. Um, and because of that, you know, we were all sort of tight, compacted, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for hours. And it was it was an outdoor environment. That's why I remember it being a stadium. And uh, because we were sort of pushing into each other and, and, you know, sort of trying to give each other some space, wasn't always successful because, you know, it was, again, long and hot and all that. You were that guy who pushed people around? No, I'm never the guy that pushes people around. But I will tell you, somebody pushed me around because they pulled a knife on me. Are you serious? I am serious. Why? And I, because they were... Yes. Engaged in several <laughs> activities that distorted the way they were thinking. And, I mean, and yes, I know what you all are thinking. This was at a Wham! concert? <laughs> uh, and the answer is yes. So it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a an unusual story. One, it was my first experience at a concert. Mm-hmm. Two, um, you know, I had a life-threatening moment. Uh, Completely it, unprovoked? Like you didn't have some yeah, kind of Yeah, no, I mean, the only kind of... Um, provoking that was going on was that people were irritable people were tired people mm-hmm. were hot and people were in each other's space that's crazy. you know there was no elbow room and, and you were 16 was just, i was 16 years old and i was and then you couldn't get out i mean you couldn't move so i'm like <laughs> oh this is fun now this person wants to kill me and i haven't even heard a song yet so you were 16 at the time how tall were you at 16? Because yeah. this is another question for concert goers. Big and, time, and which is thing. one of the reasons I don't go to concerts. I, Out of respect for others. I'm 6'4", mm-hmm. and I was probably 6'3", at the time. So, um, What's that like? Yeah, you'll never know. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it was just, it was a very unusual experience, and it was, uh, it, it, sort of set the tone for my concert going experiences i have other tales to tell about other concerts i've been to it was and i I frankly don't remember much about the concert uh it was other than what happened (laughs) like the music i don't remember the acts and i mean remember who they were and Mm -hmm. but i don't remember the quality of the sound and and all that it was all about the gee i hope i get it (laughs) i hope i make it to 17 or my next concert well you know while that was definitely a scary experience you know a lot of crazy thing, crazy wild things that you never see in just day-to-day life do happen in concerts people do things that they haven't done before you know of course you know they're taking drugs and you don't see that every day on the street you know what i'm saying right. people are just ready to party so i think in a way that probably prepared you better for your next concert experiences well, than if you had just gone to a concert where everything was just flat fine you know just a regular experience. And I really should have known, though, right? Because when you think of going to see Wham! and Katrina and the Waves mm-hmm. in Level 32, you automatically you think, think of danger. Drug use, you right? think You think of danger. Danger, you know? right. Of course. Right. But uh, regardless of that, uh, you've also seen who else? I've seen Huey Lewis in the news. Good one. Right. Uh, was this uh, after their... What, what was their big album? Uh, was there were two. There were, it was four and um, sports. Sports was first and okay. then four. Uh, and it was after four. So mm-hmm. it was... They had all the hits to play. Okay, so... And, uh, that was in the Spectrum at in Philadelphia. How was that concert? Um, good. Okay. Yeah, good. I, I really... I still like Huey Lewis in the News. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I Again, it was a it was a better experience. It wasn't when I say it wasn't quite as memorable. It wasn't it wasn't quite as memorable because there was nothing unusual that happened. Okay, I gotcha. Huey Lewis in concert wasn't as great as I had hoped he would be, but mm-hmm. that's another hang up I have with concerts. You, I get the whole recording stuck in my head. Uh-huh. That's what I go to hear, which is dumb because most people enjoy concerts because. The artist takes some liberties with the song, and you hear a different version of it. Mm-hmm. Not terribly different, but it's just, that's not my favorite thing. I want to hear what I'm 
used to hearing in my ears. I would also say that going to concerts, it's, it's a real gamble a lot of the time because I've had people see the same artists uh, that I've seen mm-hmm. and they were like, oh my gosh, they're on fi- they were on fire that yeah. night. They're so good. And, and I was like, really? And I was thinking to myself, uh, you know what? It might have just been the wrong venue, might have been the wrong weather, the wrong time. So that's actually kind of part of the fun, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, everybody wants to be blown away by their concert experiences, but that's the thing. They may never come back to your area, or you may never be in this place to be able to see them again. So why not? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to build community with other people while getting to sort of see a more intimate side of your favorite artists. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I go when I think of going to a concert. A lot of people just love to, you know, dance, you know, jump around, party. I'm very much somebody who just enjoys the overall uniqueness of the experience. You're not there dancing? Uh, you know, every once every once in a while. Like, electronic dance music festivals, you, you, you got to do it. Uh, yeah. But I, I would say that... I got to do it. It's headbanging at rock concerts or, oh, yeah, you know... Oh, yeah, I do a lot of that. Yeah, you do so much headbanging, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, so I'll share a, a couple of mine. Yeah. My very first concert that I remember was uh, Winter Jam in 2005, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So Winter Jam is... I was there. Yes. Winter Jam is held um, in the Greensburg Coliseum Complex. So it's pretty massive, mm-hmm. at least to me. But it, it it's mostly a compilation of Christian artists, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it's contemporary. It's not like, you know, uh, people playing the organ or the piano really too much. It's contemporary bands that are... Lo- sort of connecting with a younger audience and um i can't really remember any notable acts except for i saw newsboys Newsboys were there yeah and then people might actually recognize skillet skillet um kind of i really like skillet that's (laughs) that's did you actually actually, that's heavy for me do you actually listen to skillet or did you i on occasion i do okay okay yeah and i remember this was in 2006, about a year or two before they dropped this monster album that actually got a lot of mainstream attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember them being pretty good uh, for being so young as well. And I also saw this band called Red, which released a really popular album in 2011. They were a part of Winter Jam? Yes. Okay. Um, and I thought they were pretty good. They were definitely the heaviest, more rock-oriented part of Winter Jam. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, uh, my second concert that I ever went to was, I think that's... Oh my goodness, that might be the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The, the second big concert, I remember. And you've got a great story to tell about that. Oh my goodness. So, I, I, I this is one of the things that I love so much about um, being able to, you know, recount your experiences like this. I was on uh, a program where we were going, we were living with a host family in Spain for six months. So, Obviously, when you're in Europe, you get to, when in Rome, <laughs> uh, you get to uh, go different to different countries on the weekend. You know, it's like going to different states, really, um, even easier, in fact. And so, a friend and I uh, decided that uh, we wanted to see the Chili Peppers at some point in time because we had a shared interest in their music and we were listening to it a lot over the course of the program. And it just so happened that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were coming to Luxembourg, which was, I would say you know, squarely within the weekend trip um, sort of timeline. Yeah. So we're like, let's but do it. But you flew there, right? You didn't take a train. Um, I remember I we did fly we did fly there, and then we took uh, a train later. Uh, and, I mean, to her credit, she did all the travel plans. Like, good for her. Um, but no, <laughs> no, good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, I, I just remember it was really cold in Luxembourg mm-hmm. and that night, and I was just, I really wanted to get to the concert venue. 
and the tickets were 88 bucks, mm-hmm. standing room only. Mm-hmm. And we were somewhere within, uh, closer to the front, but near the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I don't remember the opening act, but the Chili Peppers came up on stage, and their bassist, Flea, was doing a handstand. And he's, remember, he's like mid 50s, like late 50s. So that was incredible for him. He's a marathon runner, too. No, I was just amazed. You got a problem with marathon runners in their 50s? No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) Um, I I just thought it was incredible that he did that. And then uh, they all came up on stage, and um, they they played a lot of their hits, but a lot from their album, The Getaway, which had released that year. Mm -hmm. And it sounded so good. Yeah. That was 2016, right? 2016. And, you know, there's times, there's times when you're sitting and like in the moment somewhere and you're, you're kind of taking a mental snapshot and you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm glad to be here and I cannot believe I'm here. I'm just so fortunate to be here. And they played, you know, all of the Red Hot Chili Peppers hits plus, um, you know, a couple, uh, lesser known ones as well and uh, it was some girl's birthday and they just improvised like a different version of like happy birthday to her and it was really good and I, I, it, they were just very entertaining and I knew that they wanted to be there and no matter what they were going to put on a yeah. show it was so professional yet it was so you know it was it was funky it was rock oriented it was you know alternative oriented it was something that was exactly what I expected out of the artist and I got it so that was that was a fortunate experience, a experience for me, and a great overall was a great story because um, I, I went back to Spain, having you know traveled to Luxembourg and back, having seen the Chili Peppers. Yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah. That was so. That's awesome. a good story to have and to tell. Yeah, I definitely agree. I I think about it so much, so I wasn't able to um, uh, say it how I wanted mm-hmm. necessarily. But I mean, overall, if you have an opportunity to see them, they came to uh, Greensboro. Or Raleigh in 2011, but obviously I was too young to see them then. But I, I really, really um, am glad that I got to see one of my favorite artists there. Good. I know they're, they're your favorite band, aren't they? Uh, I would say one of my or favorite they bands. Upon a Time were. I'd say they have music that I can always go back to, listen to, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like for you and Train. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of music I can go back to. So, did you, did you say you saw... Whitney Houston I did. concert? I did. She's a legend. So, she's a legend. She's a legend, yeah. And my story there was, uh, this was sort of when she was just breaking, right? She okay. had had the one album. It was it was big. And um, it was that was an outdoor venue, too. I've been to a lot of outdoor venue concerts. Uh, and it was right before I left for college. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I guess the, the fun story there was that she was up and coming mm-hmm. as an artist and she was debuting what was going to be her new song off her new album. And that song was I Want to Dance with Somebody, which, of course, is a bit of an iconic 80s tune. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's kind of fun to be able to say I saw that when she was sort of... How'd she introduce the song? Well, yeah. So, you know, she went through this whole thing, you know, like, oh, you know, it, it's been such a busy year and I don't have anybody. And, and so I, I just don't have anybody to dance with. And I thought... Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so, Whitney. <laughs> know, right? And then there was this, you know. So um, it's fun to be able to recall that because I, frankly, until we started talking about having this conversation, I had forgotten that. Uh, and of yeah. course, she was a, a musical icon. Um, so there's two from the '80s who are mm-hmm. no longer with us: George Michael from Wham mm-hmm. and Whitney Houston. Um, I'd so. say that's a very special thing because you never know that in the moment. You're never going to be like, 
oh, I don't feel like this artist will be around that right. much longer. You're there to enjoy it. And, I mean, you can say that you saw those two legends. Yeah. I, that's, that's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, this was 1987, and she died in 2012. So, it, you know, she had a long story, a fairly long storied career. But you even between. got to see her debut one of her yeah, most popular songs. one of her songs. most popular songs. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I, I think that's, yeah. I, I think that's an awesome story. But anyway, <laughs> way overplayed. Uh, where else have you been? Okay, so I got three more I can talk about here. Um, so I'm still in, the ni- still in the 80s, okay. as you can tell. And the next one was uh, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. See, that's another legend. I know. You've seen so yeah. many iconic people, well, and you're like, oh, I don't really go to concerts. It's because you pick the best ones. Right. Well, it's true. I'm very yeah. selective about who I... Plus, I, you know, the music. And so that was the Blonde Ambition Tour, which was okay. sort of, uh, I'll call it notorious. Okay. Um, and that was, that was definitely at the Spectrum in, in Philadelphia. And when was this? Late 80s? Mid 80s? Uh, had to be 1991. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, she was at the top of her game at that point in time. Were you in college in 1991? No, I was. <laughs> I was out of college in 1991. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I. I was in graduate school. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's. Well, you were working so hard, you wanted to, you know, be able to actually enjoy yourself every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, right. So it was, uh, that was a good experience. I don't, you know. Again, it's an artist sounds better recorded than they do live, especially someone who is more um, of a personality mm-hmm. and a and a icon than a singer. I would disagree, but also understand your point there, especially if it's more so personality or you know maybe they have more auto tune in their voice. But I would say, especially when there's a band you know, coming together and being able to instrumentally just do really well, mm-hmm. I feel like it enhances even bad voices. Because, for example, yeah, Anthony fair. Kiedis and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, he really, he has an iconic voice, but it's not necessarily something that anybody would consider classically trained or actually very good right. by rock standards. Well, I've got somebody coming up that I would, mm, I wouldn't necessarily say the same thing about, but... And I mean, there's also certain ways, like Kid Cudi, for example. A lot of people criticize his vocals. (laughs) Well, a lot of people criticize his vocals, and he does distinct hums. Mm -hmm. But that's just his brand. That's his. Could you give me a sample? No, I'm not going to do that. You should listen to Kid Cudi instead. But uh, regardless, was he recording in the '80s? No, he actually was probably was born, born in, in the, the 80s? late '80s. Yes, I would okay. say, but um, you know, he he's he's cool because he doesn't really go for you know the amazing voice of maybe Mariah Carey or you know uh, Whitney Houston, but it's almost like his unique, not so great vocals make him so much who he is. Uh-huh. That's his brand, and that's what you can enjoy. Yeah. So I, I definitely know what you're saying, but I, I would also say that. Uh, there are some bands that are actually better live than uh, they yeah. Recorded. I would say I have one coming up that was really good live. Okay. Um. So do you, you want them? Yeah. Okay. So the next one actually was uh, this is out of order, but I guess it doesn't matter. Um, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yes. Okay. At the Dean Dome in Chapel Hill, the only... North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's uh, that's close uh, closer to that's not as far away from Philadelphia uh, uh, as far as away as Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure. Um. I only know pour some sugar on me and photograph. Oh, what hysteria, else pyromania. I mean, I know was, hysteria. Yeah, I mean, there's they had a they had a two or three, maybe four huge albums in the late '80s. Uh huh. And um, that was uh, 
Imagining you there at a loud concert is just so funny to me because that is just so not you. Yeah, but the, their songs are really, really <laughs> catchy. And you know what? Fair enough. You know, that's, you know, it, it just goes to show. That was just a bunch of college friends and, and I who went there and um, we had a really good time. It was, uh, I remember it being a good show. Um, yeah. And I was glad that it was my first time in the Dean Dome too. So that was kind of fun to do there, to be there. Uh, how many people were there, do you think? Oh. I have no idea what the capacity of the Dean Dome is. I could look it up, but... It's probably expanded since then, I would imagine. Eh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, that is, I guess... Was that your last concert no, before... No, I got one more coming. Do you want it? Yeah, let's hear it. The story is, in the pouring rain, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. Okay. 1992, three, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. <laughs> Okay, so, so I really am a child of the '80s here. So I mean, did that detract from the concert experience? Oh, it, it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. But mm. I was determined. I mean, there, I'm not going to go see just about any artist in the pouring rain. But if it's Tina Turner, you know, and of course she retired in 1999 from recording anyway. So yeah. she toured into the 2000s. But I mean, she's a legendary. Yeah, I mean, she really is. So you've gotten to see some high level people. Yeah. But it's so funny that you don't really, you know, love going to concerts. No, I don't because I'm so tall. And, you know, people stand up at concerts and then I'm in inevitably or invariably blocking someone. And then I might have a knife pulled on me and, you know, oh, no, I already had that. So who knows what could happen <laughs> next? So those are my concert going experiences. They're not terribly exciting. That They're several iconic mm-hmm. uh, artists of my generation. Yeah, definitely. And... Um, Tina Turner is is a personality and a, and a really, I mean, she knows how to work the crowd. Mm-hmm. She's someone who, um, you know, she's 81 now. Uh, is so, that true? Yeah. But she is someone who... So she was in her 40s in the 80s? She was in her 40s. She was 44 in 1984 when she had her breakout album. I thought she was, I thought she was younger. No. That's no. late. Yeah, that was late. And that was what was part of the whole uh-huh. thing was that, you know... She had hit her stride or uh-huh. found her audience at 44 um, when, after a period of time where no one was signing her and no one was, you know, really wanting to record. And uh, she rode that wave. And what I liked about, what I still like about her is that she, um, when you, if you, if you do any um, Google searching of, of Tina Turner, there's no controversy, you know, after her life with Ike. Yeah. And she just played to the crowd. The crowd gave her energy. She was a great performer. She had some great music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a voice. There are some voices, you know, that are just timeless and distinctive. Probably the most distinctive is Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah, but easy. Tina Turner. You 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 hear a Tina Turner song, you know it's her. And so, yeah, I'm so glad I saw that because I won't ever have that opportunity again. So that's what I want to do. I mean, you've been able to see so many great people, but I feel like I've seen um, a lot of good people as well. But I want to keep being able to expand sort of that catalog of artists that I'm able uh, to go to because one day I I feel like I'm not going to have those opportunities anymore. And I want to be able to say that I saw some legends, you know, or be able to maybe tell my kids one day. And actually that's what this, this podcast is, is giving me a chance to do is reflect on the fact that I've seen some, some real legends. Yeah. I mean, there's still some bands I'd love to see. I would really like to see the Rolling Stones. 
Um, in fact, weren't they going on tour before the pandemic? No, they, they are still playing. They are still playing. That's they're, awesome. They're all like late 70s, early 80s. It's wild to me. That's kind of cool. Which I, just goes to show you. I mean, same thing with keep going. Good same thing with Aerosmith. I mean, it, you'd think that with their hard life of rock and roll mm-hmm. and all of like the um, you know, sleepless nights and everything, they just want to retire and just go away from it. But I found that about a lot of rock artists. Mm-hmm. They really just it's it's the only thing they know how to do. It's what rock they know roll. how to do. They get energy. I mean, it's all that adulation from the fans. Yeah, of course. And, and there are some artists like the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith who will have a fan base forever. Like Dead & Company, too. Which is great. Yeah, I was. that was exactly what I was going to say. Dead & Company. I have no idea who, it's who great. or what it's, Dead & Company is. Dead & Company is Grateful Dead, but oh. uh, John Mayer is... Um, I, I think he's the singer uh, or primary lead guitar oh, uh, for it. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, quite good. But obviously he still plays uh, their very well-known catalog. Yeah. Um, for the other concerts that I've been to, uh, I've been to Fisher, which I believe is an Australian uh, electronic artist. I've seen Big Sean, uh, who's a hip-hop artist. And I saw Big Sean in the Ritz uh, Raleigh, uh, I, I guess, venue, and... He was just very low energy. There was nothing mm. quite wrong with him, but he had just released an album um, that was pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't really do any of his uh, well-known songs. And I was kind of disappointed in that, even though I like to listen uh, to some of the other stuff he put out. Uh, he just didn't seem like he wanted to be there. He seemed like he was just kind of collect a check and then just move on. So I was like, you know what? No harm, no foul. That happens. You're not going to win them all. Uh, and I also saw I saw Kid Cudi in the Red Hat Auditorium, Red Hat Amphitheater, which is where I saw Tina Turner. Because at are the you time serious? It was called. Oh no, maybe not. Hardy's, no, Hardy's you, Walnut Creek. You uh, went What's to Walnut, Walnut Creek. Creek. Um, so my girlfriend said that's where all the country concerts happen, and I oh. think that's a little bit further away. Okay, uh, ours is really uh, where I was was in the uh, right in the middle of downtown. Mm-hmm. And it was raining. It was kind of gross. I, <laughs> I went with a couple fraternity brothers, and um, I really, I, I really liked what he uh, what he was doing. He had interesting visuals, I remember, and he was really. I could tell he was a genuine guy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, and this kind of speaks to what you were saying. Um, sometimes people's shtick doesn't necessarily translate Translate. as well to live live, yeah to a live uh, audience yeah and i I will say there were some parts i really enjoyed out of him that maybe you wouldn't have liked because they were less conventional but i think he's a fantastic artist and i know that he i I know that he puts a lot of heart and soul into Mm -hmm. everything he does but it was that a huey lewis in the news reference there heart and soul no it wasn't it wasn't but you you were just bringing it full circle (laughs) you can't always have your mind blown you know uh so i I also went to Digital Gardens in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and that was sort of um, how do I even describe this? It was in this around this giant warehouse, kind of like behind it in this giant concrete asphalt space, mm-hmm. and you know there was a bunch of activities, food trucks, stuff to do over there, and then they had uh, all the artists coming up, uh, just so many different ones. Uh, and I saw Liquid Stranger, uh, and he was good, but he's more dubstep. Do you recognize Skrillex? The name's uh, Skrillex. I think so. So dubstep was kind of a subgenre of music mm-hmm. that um, really rose to fame in the early 2010s and then died pretty quickly, uh, maybe three or four years later. But um, I also, sa- also saw What So Not, and he was amazing. 
he was awesome. I, I mean, that was that was one of those experiences where you're just like, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. It was almost like an otherworldly experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm saying experience so much, but really, that's what it was. I, I don't know how else to describe it. I was really just in the zone. I, I, I loved what he was playing, and I, I mean, it was something else entirely. And I felt just so fortunate to be there. I remember I was just... I've never my, had a concert experience that good. Well, it, it's... I fun. like hearing that. It's it's funny because the venue was nothing mm-hmm. to speak about. Mm-hmm. And he was the main artist, of course, uh, that everybody was waiting for. But I remember my girlfriend and I were talking about it, like, once we left for hours, just how good it was. Yeah. Uh, so I was pleasantly surprised with that. And I got to say... No, that's not my last concert. The last concert that I went to... Uh, was with a buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Andrew, and he's a musician in uh, Nashville right now. But he took me to a Tool concert in D.C. And I think it's... Oh, that's the, right. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think November. Uh, Probably only the couple, last time they performed. Uh, yeah, a couple months before... Um, COVID. Uh, yeah, before COVID. But... <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> now, I will admit, we stopped by uh, one of the D.C. bars beforehand. Had... Uh, had one liquid or, refreshment. I had one or two uh, mini Guinnesses, and I will admit I was getting kind of tired before I walked <laughs> into the concert. And so they had their first act, which I think was called Killing Joke, and they were pretty good. But Tool really focuses on the experience in their concerts, just the visuals, the performance art, and they don't allow people to be on their cell phones. Any cell phones oh, yeah, that are shown, good. they pass out things before. Yeah, see, I haven't been to a concert in the cell phone age. Yeah, exactly. And so they had no... Do people still wave their big lighters I, people, during the ballads? People just don't have those anymore, oh, you know? Really? <laughs> okay. I, they, don't, they don't really... Because t- people don't really smoke in public places as much anymore. But um, regardless, I remember we walked... I'm kidding. <laughs> we walked in, and they handed us this flyer. It says, absolutely no video photos, lights, or phone usage, or you will be escorted out of the concert. And that's something Tool has done for a long time. I like it. Because they want everybody to be as connected to the music Mm -hmm. as possible so that they can have an amazing shared experience. Because I will admit, with the external stimuli that we have in terms of phones, computers, TV... I sometimes have a hard time focusing on one thing and really enjoying it. So Absolutely. And they don't really they shouldn't have to compete with that, frankly. Exactly. And that's what I appreciated I, I appreciate it about going into it and uh Andrew's dad is a huge Tool fan as well. He's been to hundreds of concerts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think he had seen them before. Right. Um, so he sort of knew what to expect. And I, it just blew us away. It was dark in the stadium, and the uh, lead singer came out. And I love how they're not showy. The lead singer, he doesn't put a spotlight on himself. Mm-hmm. He, 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 the way they do the lights, he keeps a silhouette of himself so that you can see how he's moving and right. what he's doing, but you cannot visibly face. see him. Uh-huh. And the spotlight is on all the musicians around him instead. And they play really long songs, you know, six to nine to oh, 10 yeah. to 15 minute songs. But it was, it was like I was in a trance. It was so wild how well they played, how and much part they, of that was the Guinness, you know, part of it might've been, or that truly seltzer I got in the middle during a bathroom break. But at the same time, um, at the same time I, I was there, you know, I was fully, yeah. I, I was fully able to enjoy uh, that concert and uh, my buddy and I were just so pleased with what we saw. And, you know, once again, shout out to him. Thank you so much for having me up to Maryland to see that. But if I had to leave off for a while from going to music venues and seeing artists in person, that was what I would have wanted to do. And you essentially have. 
Yeah. 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 And I hope to go to Raging Against the My buddy and I want to go to Raging Against the Machine in August. Uh, but we looked at some festival tickets for uh-huh. one in Salt Lake City, uh, I think, later in autumn. Uh-huh. They sold out immediately. Uh-huh. People are really, hungry to get out they are back there hungry and see their to yeah. come back and, you know, get out there. So, All right. So you just mentioned Rage Against, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, um, hold on a second. Haas. Haas. Sorry. Our dog was biting the banister. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what the um, the. Uh, you like go there? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Give us a minute here. All right. So apologies. That was our dog Hoss. He was misbehaving again, sadly. But he's cute, so uh, we're gonna let it slide. Anyway, super cute. We are going to finish off this episode by asking a question to both of ourselves. What is the concert that you wish you could have been at in the past? And what concert would you want to see in the future? Live Aid, July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. Fun fact: uh-huh. uh, it was in it was a JFK Stadium in uh-huh. Philadelphia. I lived in South Jersey at the time. Right. Because it was so close, I could hear Live Aid. How far away were you from it? Oh, I don't know, twenty miles. Did you watch I, it on TV? Of course. Yeah. Right. Wow. But wow. when I say I could hear it, I couldn't hear who was performing. I couldn't know what song, but uh-huh. I could hear. Noise. Sounds. So, uh, who all performed there besides Queen? Everybody knows the Queen performance there. You name it. Paul McCartney, I think. Yep. yep. Uh, who um, else? Uh, Tina Turner and Mick Jagger, David Bowie. Uh, did you say Queen? Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Led Zeppelin, I'm pretty sure. Really? Wow. Maybe they... Well, uh, you're not here today. Early 80s. Yeah. So the point is, is it was just a concert. It was um, concurrent or with uh, the... Live Aid in, at Wembley Stadium in mm-hmm. London. Yeah. So it was every, just about every artist, just about every artist. Was that the single biggest entertainment event in history at that point? Maybe aside of Coliseum, like Roman Coliseums and stuff like that. <laughs> Probably. And they were pretty distant one from another. I heard there were hundreds of thousands of people there. Oh, there were. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Well, good choice. Yep. And for the future... Who would you choose? Yeah. Uh, so there's an artist that I like a lot that's lesser known. So that one in and of itself is appealing because it's just very different. Mm-hmm. And that would probably be David Cook. David Cook. I went to see, I went to, uh, almost went to see a concert of his. He won American Idol in um, whatever. 2008 or so. Yeah, when American Idol was a thing. And um, he's lesser known. And I think because I like his music and he's lesser known, uh, the venues would be more intimate, and frankly, the audience would be different. Okay. And yes, I just said the word frankly. Yeah. Apparently, I do a lot on this podcast. So, well, regardless anyway, of that fact, there you go. We Thank can you. move on. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say uh, for the past, for me, uh, there's so many uh, that I would love to go to, but I would say based on my uh, understanding of uh, how good my first listen uh, to this album was so pearl jam at 2003 and i believe is in tokyo japan Mm. they have this version of yellow lead better where it is just so perfect live and you know eddie better's voice is very distinctive Mm -hmm. and it's yarly as they call it uh that's the type of singing that was popular around them a lot (laughs) but um it's definitely a concert that i feel like it's just one of those things you just want to inject into your ears it's so good the Mm. sound is just amazing even with a live recording 
one can only imagine how it would have been to actually be there. Mm. I think I was in kindergarten at the time, so probably wouldn't have enjoyed the loud noises then. But looking back uh, on, you know, as a retrospective, that would have been awesome. Mm. So I, I would love to be there. And um, I would say probably for the future, oh, people are going to hate me for this. Uh, I would say I really want to see Train in concert. I'm with you. I I'll be there train. with you. I, I don't know where they The only reason go. I didn't say train is because I knew you were going to say train. They're like a 10-piece now, too. So, I mean, they must be doing some crazy things together. And you know what? I don't love Hey Soul Sister, but I like all their other songs, okay? Like, sue me. I like train. There's, uh, it, They're just... They have so much good music. They, they have, have so much music. good music. Their lyrics are entertaining. And you know what? I love rock, and I really enjoy going to EDM concerts, but some of the people there really just want to hurt each other and push uh, each other and yeah. do whatever. And sometimes... You know, it's, it's like that at a Wham! concert, I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, and I would I would imagine Train would not attract a mosh pit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be nice to be able to enjoy the music and actually see if Pat Monahan's voice uh-huh. is as good um, as it is recording as, you know, maybe in person. Yeah. So... I, I think it would also be interesting to hear their older hits mm-hmm. that way. Drops of Jupiter, mm-hmm. Meet Virginia. Mm-hmm. So that is somebody I would really love to see in the future if they ever come around. Yeah, so. and I'll be there with you. Yeah, please. And I'll see David Cook with you if okay. he ever comes around uh, to the East Coast. Okay, that'd be good. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Um, really, Number 10. Number 10. Yep. Season 1, episode 10. That's right. Uh, we really enjoy talking about our concert experiences with you, and we're hoping to maybe get a little bit of visual media in uh, within maybe the next few months or so with some of our subjects. I'd like to be able to take us to YouTube so you can actually see us talking rather than uh, hear us. And maybe you'll get Haas in the background too, misbehaving. But either way, we had a lot of fun with this episode, and thank you for sticking with us. I really appreciate it. Give us five stars. Give us five stars on any platform. Uh, you know, be our best. Tell your critic. friends. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, we have a we have a lot of stuff going on, and we're trying to consolidate it all. So once again, thank you for sticking with us. We're going a little bit further over than we usually do, but as usual, as usual, I'm Noah. I'm Greg, and this is, is Easy, Easy Talk. Talk.